You're listening to the Holy Bible One Year Challenge with master storyteller Michael Wood, featuring the easy-to-read version and used by permission from Bible Week International. Enjoy the show! Hello, everyone. Welcome to Day 114. We are continuing in the book of Joshua. And when God is on your team, you better not get him mad. When he's good to you, things go well through divine intervention, like parting the seas, or sending a plague on your enemies. But if God's upset, he just isn't working. So Joshua's scrambling to make sure the Lord is pleased, and he needs divine intervention to get through the walls of Jericho. And all seems to go well until they find that there is a sinner in their midst, and God's not having that in his family. And if God's not happy, God's not working. So Joshua must find and root out the sinner, and make an example out of him. And in the book of Luke, Jesus goes off to pray. And we see through the example of Jesus, the importance of prayer, and the importance of appealing to the Lord your desires, but at the end, giving all to him. Then people come to arrest Jesus, but perhaps it didn't go as they planned. As one of Jesus' followers cuts off one of the servant's ears, That was a spark that could have started a major battle, and surely the Romans would round all of them up and execute them all for raising a riot. But that's not what happens. Jesus stops the violence. There is no action sequence that's going to happen. Instead, the Lord is concerned with greater things. If you enjoy the show, visit me at patreon.com forward slash storymaster. You'll find the link in the description box below. By contributing as little as $1 per month, you will enable me to continue this ministry. And you'll get cool rewards too. Together, we're going to get through the Bible in one year. Let's get started. Joshua chapter 5, verses 13 to 15. The commander of the Lord's army. When Joshua was near Jericho... He looked up and saw a man standing in front of him. The man had a sword in his hand. Joshua went to the man and asked, Are you one of our troops or an enemy? Neither, he replied. I am the commander of the Lord's army. I have just now come to you. Then Joshua bowed down with his face to the ground to show respect and said, I am your servant. Does my master have a command for me? The commander of the Lord's army answered, Take off your sandals. The place where you are standing is holy. So Joshua obeyed him. Joshua chapter 6 The gates of the city of Jericho were closed. The people in the city were afraid because the Israelites were near. No one went into the city and no one came out. Then the Lord said to Joshua, Look, I will let you defeat the city of Jericho. You will defeat the king and all the fighting men in the city. March around the city with your army once every day for six days. Tell seven of the priests to carry Ramses' horns and to march in front of the priests who are carrying the holy box. On the seventh day, march around the city seven times and tell the priests to blow the horns while they march. 
they will make one loud sound from the ram's horns. When you hear that sound, tell all the people to begin shouting. When you do this, the walls of the city will fall down and your people will be able to go straight into the city. The battle against Jericho. So Joshua, son of Nun, called the priests together and said to them, Carry the holy box of the Lord. Tell seven priests to carry the ram's horns and march in front of it. Then Joshua ordered the people, Now go, march around the city. The soldiers with weapons will march in front of the holy box of the Lord. After Joshua had finished speaking to the people, the seven priests with Ramses' horns began marching before the Lord, blowing the horns as they marched. The priests carrying the box of the Lord's agreement followed them. The soldiers with weapons marched in front of the priests, who were blowing the horns the whole time, and the rest of the people walked behind the holy box. Joshua had told the people not to give a war cry. He said, Don't shout. Don't say a word until the day I tell you. Then you will shout. So Joshua made the priests carry the holy box of the Lord around the city one time. Then they went back to the camp and spent the night there. Early the next morning, Joshua got up and the priests carried the Lord's holy box again. The seven priests with the ram's horns marched in front of the Lord's holy box, blowing their horns the soldiers with weapons marched in front of them. The rest of the people marched behind the Lord's holy box. During the whole time they marched, the priests were blowing their horns. On the second day, they all marched around the city once, and then they went back to the camp. They continued to do this every day for six days. On the seventh day, they got up at dawn and marched around the city seven times. They marched in the same way they had marched on the days before. But on that day, they marched around the city seven times. The seventh time they marched around the city, the priests blew their horns. Then Joshua gave the command, Now, shout! The Lord is giving you this city! The city and everything in it is to be destroyed as an offering to the Lord. Only Rahab, the prostitute, and everyone in her house will be left alive. You must not be killed, because she helped the two spies we sent. Remember, you must destroy everything else. Don't take anything. If you see something you want and take it, you will cause great trouble for the whole Israelite camp. You will put us all in danger of being destroyed. All the things made from silver, gold, bronze and iron belong to the Lord. They must be put in the Lord's treasury. So when the priests blew the rams' horns, when the people heard the sound of the horns, they began shouting. The walls fell down and the people ran up into the city. So the Israelites defeated that city. The people promised God that they would destroy everything in the city. They took their swords and killed everything that was living there. They killed the young and old men, the young and old women, and the cattle, sheep, and donkeys. 
Joshua talked to the two spies. He said, You made a promise to the prostitute. So go to her house and bring her out and all those who are with her. So the two men went out into the house and brought out Rahab, her father, mother, brothers, all her family, and all those who were with her. They put all the people in a safe place outside the camp of Israel. Then the Israelites burned the whole city and everything in it, except for the things made from silver, gold, bronze, and iron. They put these things in the Lord's treasury. Joshua saved Rahab the prostitute, her family, and all those who were with her. Joshua let them live because Rahab helped the spies he had sent out to Jericho. Rahab still lives among the Israelites today. At that time, Joshua made this important promise. Whoever rebuilds Jericho will be in danger from the Lord. When he lays the foundation, he will lose his oldest son. When he sets up the gates, he will lose his youngest son. So the Lord was with Joshua, and Joshua became famous throughout the whole country. Joshua chapter 7, Achan's Sin But the Israelites did not obey God. There was a man from the tribe of Judah named Achan, son of Carmi grandson of Zimri, great-grandson of Zerah. Achan kept some of the things that should have been destroyed. So the Lord became very angry with the Israelites. Joshua sent some men from Jericho to Ai. Ai was near Bethaven, east of Bethel. He told them, Go to Ai and spy on that area. So the men went to spy on Ai. Later, the men came back to Joshua they said, AI is a weak area. We will not need all our people to defeat them. Uh, send 2,000 or 3,000 men to fight there. There's no need to use the whole army. There are only a few men there to fight against us. So about 3,000 men went to AI, but the people of AI killed about 36 men of Israel. And the Israelites ran away. The people of Ai chased them from the city gates all the way to the quarries. The people of Ai beat them badly. When the people from Israel saw this, they became very frightened and lost their courage. When Joshua heard about this, he tore his clothes to show his sorrow. He bowed down to the ground before the holy box and stayed there until evening. The leaders of Israel did the same thing. They also threw dirt on their heads to show their sorrow. Joshua cried out, Lord God, why did you bring us across the Jordan River? Do you want the Amorites to destroy us? We should have been satisfied and stayed on the other side of the river. Lord, there's nothing I can say now. Israel has surrendered to the enemy. The Canaanites and all the other people in this country will hear about what happened. Then they will attack us and kill us all. Then what will you do to protect your great name? The Lord said to Joshua, Why are you down there with your face on the ground? Stand up. The Israelites sinned against me. They have broken the agreement that I commanded them to obey. They took some of the things that I commanded them to destroy 
They have stolen from me. They have lied. They have taken those things for themselves. That is why the army of Israel turned and ran away from the fight. They did that because they have done wrong. They should be destroyed. I will not continue to help you or be with you unless you destroy everything I commanded you to destroy. Now go and make the people pure. Tell them, make yourselves pure. Prepare for tomorrow. The Lord, the God of Israel, says that some people are keeping things that he commanded to be destroyed. You will never be able to defeat your enemies until you throw away those things. Tomorrow morning, you must all stand before the Lord. All the tribes will stand before the Lord, and he will choose one tribe. Only that tribe will stand before him. Then the Lord will choose one family group from that tribe. Only that family group must stand before him. Then he will look at each family in that family group, and the Lord will choose one family. Then he will look at each man in that family, the man who is keeping those things that we should have destroyed will be caught. Then he will be destroyed by fire, and everything that he owns will be destroyed with him. He broke the agreement with the Lord. He has done a very bad thing to the Israelites. Early the next morning, Joshua led out all the Israelites. Each tribe came forward to stand before the Lord, and he chose the tribe of Judah. So then all the family groups of Judah stood before the Lord, and he chose the Zerah family group. Then all the families of the Zerah group stood before the Lord, and he chose the family of Zimri. Then Joshua told all the men and that family to come before the Lord. He chose Achan, son of Carmi. Carmi was the son of Zimri, and Zimri was the son of Zerah. Then Joshua said to Achan, Son, you must honor the Lord, the God of Israel. Praise him and confess your sins to him. Tell me what you have done, and don't try to hide anything from me. Achan answered, It is true. I have sinned against the Lord, the God of Israel. This is what I did. In Jericho, I saw a beautiful coat from Babylonia, about two kilograms of silver and about half a kilogram of gold. I wanted these things for myself, so I took them. You will find them buried in the ground under my tent. The silver is under the coat. So Joshua sent some men to the tent. They ran to the tent and found the things hidden there. The silver was under the coat. The men brought the things out of the tent and took them to Joshua and all the Israelites. They threw them on the ground before the Lord. Then Joshua and all the people led Achan, son of Zerah, to the valley of Achor. They also took the silver, the coat, the gold, Achan's sons and daughters, his cattle, his donkeys, his sheep, his tent, and everything he owned. They took all these things to the valley of Achor with Achan. Then Joshua said, You caused much trouble for us, but now the Lord will bring trouble to you. Then all the people threw stones at Achan and his family until they died. 
Then the people burned them and everything he owned. After they burned Achan, they put many rocks over his body. The rocks are still there today. That is why it is called the Valley of Achor. After this, the Lord was not angry with the people. Luke chapter 22, verses 39 to 62. Jesus prays alone. Jesus left the city and went to the Mount of Olives. His followers went with him. He went there often. He said to his followers, Pray for strength against temptation. Then Jesus went about 50 steps away from them. He knelt down and prayed, Father, if you are willing, please don't make me drink from this cup. But do what you want, not what I want. Then an angel from heaven came to help him. Jesus was struggling even harder in prayer. Sweat dripped from his face like drops of blood falling to the ground. When he finished praying, he went to his followers. He found them asleep, worn out from their sorrow. Jesus said to them, Why are you sleeping? Get up and pray for strength against temptation. While Jesus was speaking, the crowd came up and was led by Judas, one of Jesus' twelve apostles. He came over to Jesus to kiss him. But Jesus said to him, Judas, are you using the kiss of friendship to hand over the Son of Man to his enemies? The followers of Jesus were standing there too. They saw what was happening and said to Jesus, Lord, should we use our swords? And one of them did use his sword. He cut off the right ear of the servant of the high priest. Jesus said, Stop! Then he touched the servant's ear and healed him. Jesus spoke to the group that came to arrest him. They were the leading priests, the older leaders, and the captains of the temple police. He said to them, Why did you come out here with swords and clubs? Do you think I am a criminal? I was with you every day in the temple area. Why didn't you try to arrest me there? But this is your time, the time when darkness rules. They arrested Jesus and took him away to the house of the high priest. Peter followed Jesus, but stayed back at a distance. Some people started a fire in the middle of the courtyard and sat together. Peter sat with them. A servant girl saw him sitting there. She could see because of the light from the fire. She looked closely at Peter's face, and she said, This one was also with that man. But Peter said this was not true. He said, A woman, I don't know him. A short time later, someone else saw Peter and said, You are also one of that group. But Peter said, You're wrong, man. I am not. About an hour later, another man said, It's true. I'm sure this man was with him, because he is from Galilee. But Peter said, Man, I don't know what you are talking about. Immediately, while he was still speaking, a cockerel crowed. Then the Lord turned and looked into Peter's eyes. And Peter remembered what the Lord had said. Before the cockerel crows, in the morning, you will say three times that you don't know me. Then Peter went outside and cried bitterly. Psalm 50, verses 16 to 23. 
a psalm of Asaph. But God says to the wicked, Stop quoting my laws. Stop talking about my agreement. You hate for me to tell you what to do. You ignore what I say. You see a thief and run to join him. You jump into bed with those who commit adultery. The words that come from your mouth are evil. You use your tongue for telling lies. You sit around talking about people and find fault with your own family. When you did these things, I said nothing. So you thought I was just like you. But I will not be quiet any longer. I will correct you and make clear what I have against you. You people have forgotten God. Understand what I am telling you, or I will tear you apart, and no one will be able to save you. Whoever gives an offering of thanksgiving shows me honor, and whoever decides to do what is right will see my power to save. Thank you, everyone. That was day 114. Join us for day 115. Joshua is on a new mission to take out the king of the city of Ai. But this doesn't go unnoticed as all the kings west of the Jordan River decide to band up to get Joshua once and for all. And in the book of Luke, Jesus is mistreated by the guards and is brought before the religious leaders. Then he's questioned by Pilate. And from a Roman perspective, you'll have to find out what Pilate decides to do about this Jesus of Nazareth. We hope you enjoyed today's verses. Be sure to leave us a positive review and to share this podcast with your friends and family. Please join us for the next episode as we experience the Bible in one year. Did you know we offer online courses in creative writing, literature, and web design? Visit us at storymaster.online to learn more.